You're listening to Weekend Edition on Michigan Radio. Very few of us are enamored with, of, or by potholes. That's what they say. Good morning. I'm Rebecca Kruth, and joining us now is University of Michigan English professor Ann Kurzan. Hi, Ann. Good morning. This week, we are talking about what I consider a very Michigan-y topic because Justin sent us this question. Justin says, in the lead up to the mayoral election this past week, we had headlines in the local paper like this one. Houston election season again brings the city's pothole problem into focus. And that got Justin wondering why we call holes in the pavement potholes. And well, now I'm wondering too. And Rebecca, I just have to note, it's what I love about our listeners writing to us is that I talk about potholes all the time because I experience potholes. Every day, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I hadn't put a lot of thought into the word. So Rebecca, now that you're also wondering about potholes, do you have a gut sense of why a pothole is called a pothole? Uh, I guess you could fill it with something just like you would a pot. I think that's great. Turns out the word pothole is first used to describe things other than roads. The Oxford English Dictionary has it going back to the early 19th century. And those early meanings refer to a hole that's formed naturally by the wearing away of rock, by stones in running water, or by glacial erosion. And so the editors note that it then comes to refer more generally to any cylindrical or deep bowl-shaped hole of natural origin which really helps us see why a pothole is a pothole. In North American English, a pothole can also refer to a pond that is formed by water collecting in a natural hollow in the ground. Pothole has some specific uses in coal mining and archeology. span And then it's the late 19th century where we get evidence for a pothole referring to a depression or a hollow that forms a defect in the surface of a road. I didn't realize there were so many different kinds of potholes, but I want to tell you about my favorite one. Do you know what it is? You have a favorite pothole? I I sure do. Uh, (laughs) Michigan pothole ice cream. Have you ever had this? No, but I want to. What is it? Yeah, a few years ago, this place called Ashby's Sterling Ice Cream created the flavor Michigan pothole ice cream, which is described as thick black tar fudge in chocolate ice cream with chunks of chocolate asphalt. That sounds so good. Rebecca, I am such an ice cream person. And that ice cream with the black tar fudge, that is right up my alley. You might say that you are enamored of ice cream. Very nicely done, Rebecca, to try to bring me back to the topic, (laughs) as opposed to just talking about ice cream. We do have a second question here, which is about the word enamored, and what preposition should follow enamored? This question came up last week when a group of alums were back on campus and we were having a conversation. At some point, someone used the word enamored and that got us a little sidetracked when one person said, I hear some people say enamored of, but that sounds wrong to me. Shouldn't it be enamored with? Of course, he's looking at me saying, and shouldn't it be enamored with? And then someone else says, enamored with? That doesn't sound right. (laughs) So of course, I have to go look it up. And it turns out that historically, the most common form has been enamored of, and in British English, that is still the most common. In American English, we have witnessed the rise of enamored with. And then there is a third option, which is enamored by, which is still much less common than the other two, 
but it is on the rise. So I'm going to keep my eye on that one. Rebecca, what I also like about this discussion we are having about enamored is that this kind of language change where we have prepositions shifting over time is actually the kind of language change that's happening all the time. People may not notice it. Prepositions aren't that sexy, but this sort of shift from enamored of to enamored with in American English and maybe eventually enamored by, this is language change. Well, now, since you have explained enamored, I now permit you to go back down your ice cream rabbit hole and get yourself a scoop of Michigan pothole ice cream. That is absolutely what I am doing today. Anne Curzan is a professor of English at the University of Michigan. We look at the evolution of language every Sunday here on Weekend Edition. If you can't always catch us on Sunday, you can subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you have a question about our ever-changing language, email us at language at michiganradio.org.